It's time for recipe of the day. I don't exactly do meatless Monday, but I do try to have a meatless dinner at least once a week. Well, especially now that we are out of the holidays and I'm just trying to think of fresher, lighter things. I know I've said this before, it's not a New Year's resolution or a like January diet or anything. I just ate a lot in December and cooked a lot and there was a lot of rich, heavy food and it's just nice to turn to something lighter and brighter, you know? So it's probably not a big surprise to you, given the sorts of recipes that I talk about all the time, that my family is like a meat eater kind of family. And so doing these meatless dinners can be a little bit challenging because it's just not what they expect or are used to all the time. And one of the things that I have figured out to do that really works for us is to make sure that our vegetarian meals have at least two protein sources. If there are two good proteins in there, it seems to just go under the radar and nobody even notices and everybody's super happy and satisfying. So today's recipe is for an Italian cauliflower and quinoa bake. And the two proteins are the quinoa and some cheese. And I will tell you, I actually often also will toss in a can or two of cannellini beans drained. So that's three proteins, right? And the thing about this baked dinner is it's kind of like a pasta bake, but it has the quinoa. People have said actually in the comments for this recipe that it reminds them of like chicken parm. And I think it's the cauliflower. It gets roasted and then tossed with the other ingredients. And it's kind of soft, but it's still a little like meaty, right? Because it's got that real texture to it. Not crunchy anymore. We softened it. And so it's got that caramelized, roasted, kind of meaty cauliflower texture going on, you know? Okay, let's dive into making this recipe. So you're starting with the cauliflower, and the recipe calls for 30 ounces of cauliflower florets. So if you are buying the bags of florets in the produce section of the grocery store, those usually come in 10-ounce bags. You're going to need three of them. I know that sounds like a lot because this recipe serves four four good-sized eaters. If you have four people, two of whom are not as good-sized, you might have a little leftover, right? But it's because it shrinks down a little bit, that cauliflower. And also, like I said, it's kind of like the main part of this meal, and so you do want a lot of it. So like I said, three of those 10-ounce bags of florets. If instead you are buying heads of cauliflower, which is often more economical, then you're going to want about two and a half pounds of headed cauliflower. So that's going to be like two small to medium-sized heads. You can weigh them at the grocery store, or if you get two medium-ish sized, that's going to be fine. So you have the two and a half pounds, which is about 40 ounces, but once you trim off the stems and the leaves, it's going to bring you to the 30 ounces of florets that you want. Now, I have been asked before if you can use frozen cauliflower florets, and the answer is yes. They just don't caramelize and brown in the same way. You're still going to have that soft, sort of meaty cauliflower texture, just not quite the same flavor. What you're going to do is thaw those florets first. You're going to want 30 ounces of them, thaw them, and then you just start the recipe and go as it's written, which is what I'm telling you now. So you preheat the oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit, and then in a 13 by 9 inch pan, you combine that cauliflower with two tablespoons of olive oil, a teaspoon of salt, a half teaspoon of dry oregano, a half teaspoon of dried basil, and a quarter teaspoon of black 
pepper. Of course, I'm just going to say if you want to use Italian seasoning instead of the oregano and basil, you absolutely can. You'll use one teaspoon. And I will also just plug those seasoning blend recipes that I have on the cookful. I tell you about them all the time. Those are the blends that make a full half a cup, or there are also ingredient amounts listed to make two tablespoons. So you can kind of make them on the fly as you need them. I will link to my homemade Italian seasoning recipe, but also that Italian sausage seasoning recipe is insane and so good in here. It is the seasonings that are found in Italian sausages. It's still totally vegetarian because there's no meat in the seasoning blend, but there's oregano, there's fennel seed, and it just makes the whole dish kind of taste like it's got sausage in it when it really doesn't. So that is definitely a thing to try. And then you would use one teaspoon of that seasoning blend. Okay, so you toss those all together in your 13 by 9 inch pan, and then you put them into that 400 degree Fahrenheit oven uncovered and roast until it's starting to lightly brown in spots about 20 minutes. I don't necessarily give it a stir. Sometimes I do. Up to you. If you have a moment and you're doing it, great. If not, sometimes I find that it actually browns better in the spots where it starts to brown if you just leave it alone. So either way is fine. Now, this recipe actually has you cook the quinoa as the cauliflower is roasting in the oven. If you already have cooked quinoa from leftovers from the other day, you can use that. You need three cups of cooked quinoa or one cup of uncooked quinoa. And I'm just going to say you have got to try rinsing your quinoa before cooking it. If you think you don't like quinoa or if you're like indifferent to it or if you've just never tried this before, you have to try it and you really have to rinse it very, very well. Quinoa grains, when they're not cooked, have this like powder on the outside. It's called saponin and it has a bitter flavor and you want to get as much of that off as possible. And I will say I did a test a couple years ago where I took quinoa and didn't rinse it. And I took some other quinoa and rinsed it well for one minute and then took another batch and rinsed it well for two minutes and a a fourth batch, I guess, rinsed for five minutes. And I'm rinsing it under the spray jet of my faucet while kind of rubbing it and stirring it. The five minutes actually made a huge difference. So if you've ever not liked quinoa or if you just want to give this a try, you're putting it into a fine mesh sieve, getting that spray from your faucet going on it and rubbing it for five minutes. Then you will cook your quinoa according to the package directions. And I'm not going to give specifications here because I have just learned recently that different packages say different things. And so I think it's best if you go with what's on the package. But quinoa is very quick cooking. So it's going to be done no matter how you do it before that cauliflower is done roasting. Oh, I will link to my how to cook quinoa on the stove recipe in case for some reason your quinoa does not have package directions. But it's kind of like pasta. You do what it says on the box or bag and it's probably going to be your best bet you know? Okay, once you've cooked the quinoa, you will drain it if needed. Sometimes it has soaked up all the liquid. Other methods have it not soak up all the liquid, so that will depend on how you cooked it and probably on the type of quinoa. So you drain that if needed, fluff it with a fork, then transfer that quinoa to a medium bowl and add 30 ounces of tomato sauce. And I will say that that is what the recipe says, 30 ounces, but most jars of tomato sauce are 26 ounces. You're going to be just fine with that or a 28 ounce can of crushed tomatoes, anything like that. That is going to work just fine. So you're mixing that together in a bowl with your cooked quinoa and also four ounces of shredded mozzarella cheese and then give that all a stir and taste it. Depending on the sauce that you used, whether you added salt to your quinoa or not, all sorts of variables, 
you're going to decide at this point if you want to add salt and or pepper or other seasonings to this mixture. And it should taste really good. This is the sauce for over your cauliflower, so you want it to have lots of nice flavor, so keep that in mind as you're assessing whether you want to add any more seasonings. And by now, your cauliflower is definitely done cooking. Take it out of the oven. It's fine if you left it in for a little bit longer or if you took it out after 20 minutes. Nothing is going to hurt this at this point. So get that cauliflower, leave it in the pan that you had it in, and add the quinoa mixture with the sauce and the cheese and the seasonings to that. Give it a stir and then top it with another four ounces of shredded mozzarella cheese sprinkled on top. Put that back into the oven uncovered and cook just until the cheese is melting and the sauce is all nice and bubbling. 15 to 20 minutes. It doesn't take that long because the quinoa was already hot. Then we added the like room temperature sauce, but it's not like cold, cold. And your cauliflower was hot, right? So it doesn't take that long to heat through. 15 to 20 minutes at that 400 degrees Fahrenheit and you have a delicious, hearty, protein-packed quinoa cauliflower cheesy dinner for your meatless Monday or whatever day of the week you want to eat this one. I will put the link to this recipe in the show notes for this podcast episode, or you can head to cookthestory.com slash ROTD and get it there, or join our Facebook group. I post the recipe of the day link every morning in that group, so you can always find it. That is at facebook.com slash groups slash recipe OTD. I look forward to seeing you there. I'm Christine Pittman from cookthestory.com, thecookful.com, the all-new chicken cookbook, and from this podcast, Recipe of the Day. I hope you have a great day. Let's get cooking. Let's get cooking. 